0: Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as a foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation.
1: Hey, welcome back to the program. Man, we are so excited that you can join us and spend a little bit of your weekend with us during this time when... We all got a lot of extra time. Uh, man, we're excited um, that that you've chosen to um, listen into Shouts of Grace. And listen, if you are a new listener, uh, man, we want to welcome you and let you know that we have 115 past broadcasts. And you can go on to shoutsofgraceradio.com and you can listen to a whole host of topics. What we do here on Shouts of Grace is we take social issues, we take biblical texts, and we look at them through the lenses of a biblical worldview. Um, and so we we hope it's a blessing to you. And if you are a faithful listener um, and you support Shouts of Grace, man, we want to say welcome back and thank you so much. And also just a shout out to Key Radio for use of their studios. And one other reminder, if you live in the northern Utah County area or the southern part of, of Salt Lake County um, and you do not have, you do not have a, a home church, then why not stop by Redemption Hill? We would love to meet with you um, and talk with you. The only problem is, is you can't do that right now. <laughs> because we are not meeting like everybody else and it is such a bummer but what you can do is you can go on to our facebook uh, page you can go on to our instagram uh, page as well as our youtube channel on sunday mornings at 9 45 a.m and you can tune in to our services and then when we get the word that we can get back together we would love to meet with you uh, we meet on sunday mornings at 10 30 a.m at vista heights middle school there in saratoga springs bring your family And we would... Just love to connect with you. Well, what we've been doing on Shouts of Grace lately is is calling a bunch of different pastor friends of mine from around the country and kind of engaging in, in in different topics. In the last episode, we talked about some hard things to grasp in Ecclesiastes, and so what I thought is I thought this time maybe do something a little different since we're all in this in this weird quarantine phase. Um, and so I have in studio with me um, one of my good friends for 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 many years, Pastor Joe Funicello. He's one of the elders at Redemption Hill Church, newly installed in the last couple couple weeks. How you doing, brother?
2: I'm doing good. Thank you, Steve. Good, good. Pleasure and, to be here.
1: Yeah. And then I have another friend of mine who, man, talk about a work that God's doing in Williamson, Georgia. Pastor Stephen from Oak Hill Baptist. Brother, how are you doing? How y'all doing? I'm just kidding. People in Georgia don't all talk like that. We're, we're doing well. Awesome. How, how are you guys? The how's, And it's kind of what I want to talk about today anyway, but how are you guys and personally and your family and everything handling this stay at home order?
3: Yeah, some days we're hugging each other and some days we're choking each other. There's a, uh, you know, we're a very busy family, have five kids, and our kids play sports. And so, literally, everything came just like to everyone else, came to just a screeching halt. And so, very early on, We had a talk about being extra patient, extra loving, extra long suffering with each other. And it was needed.
1: Yeah, you know, that's it's funny because a lot of people, you know, I get these, you see these nice memes and these cool little posts that everybody says, well, now, now we can get back to the things that are most important and building our family relationships and everything. And, And absolutely, those things are important. But you know what? Personal space for everybody is good at times, too, just kind of unwinding away from each other. And I mm. think, you know, uh, man, we, we we love our families and they love us. But but I think everyone wants to return um, back to back to normal life, which kind of kind of leads into what I want to talk about today. Uh, Stephen is is this idea that, you know. You've been pastoring for a while. I've been pastoring for a while, Joe. You've been pastoring for a while, and, and and what we've seen in churches, and and we see this in scripture, right? Where where people are able to attend church, and I'm assuming it's the same in the South, people are able to attend church, and almost in a sense hide in the masses, mm-hmm. hide behind service, hide behind you know the the potlucks, and and just kind of blend in, if you will, and and then you have something like this, right, where where something happens, you're isolated, and now you're left with you and God and yep. what you've invested or what you haven't invested. And so this could be a very telling time for people and where they actually stand with God. And so what, what I want to kind of kind of throw into your court is in the years that you have been um, pastoring, start off with this. Talk about maybe the danger of um, when a person feels like their quote-unquote relationship with God is tied to the organization or the church or the masses or the meetings in the groups. Talk about the danger of that.
3: Well, I call it the religion of the South, and maybe (laughs) it could be called the religion of the West, where we equate being good to being godly and keeping up with the list of things we do and things that we don't. I mean, like, literally, there are people in our church, Steve, that have never missed two weeks in a row of Sunday service. Ever. And so for them, they have much of their relationship with Christ tied into Bible studies and Wednesday nights and Sunday attendance and mission trips. And so if you're not careful, we, we can kind of lull ourselves to sleep to understand that our, we, this believer's mentality of what we do for God makes us right with God and and we probably have more than anything else in the last eight weeks we've seen exposed just how in a negative way there's a dependency and the meeting of God's people is wonderful and grand, and it's biblical, and we should do it. But there's probably an unhealthy dependency, and has probably exposed that people are not self-feeding themselves and, and eating on the the richness and the depth of God's word as they mm. should be.
1: Well, wow. I totally agree that there's a there's a section in John chapter two when when Jesus goes to Canaan of Galilee, uh, Joe, and and he and he turns the water into wine, right? This, this amazing miracle. But, but right before that, it says that there were six pots or there were six jars and he told his disciples, fill them up to the brim, right? With this water. And once they filled them up to the brim, then he says, now draw out and give to the people. And, and you see this idea that you can only draw out from what you first put in right you you put that in god does the miracle and then you draw out the beautiful change and 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 here's what i see i I see happen a lot joe maybe you can touch on this real quick is the fact that 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 i think sometimes people don't put in they, they don't invest in their walk with god and maybe they misunderstand i'm going to church i'm investing okay that is a form of investment but what I see in Luke 13 is Jesus say that there was a group of people that said, hey, man, y- you you ate with us and you taught in our streets. Well, you know, and Jesus says, but I never knew you talk about the difference between maybe knowing God and knowing of God, because when I look out at the church, brothers, here's what I see. I see a lot of faithful people that love Jesus, but I also see people that are passionate about a God they don't know. Yes.
2: Well, <clears throat> I think in 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 one aspect Uh, This is good because it allows people to see themselves in a mirror. If they're willing to take a moment and say, my goodness, maybe everything was wrapped up in my fellowship and in my uh, duty or in my coming, and then I did my hour or two and then I left. And now all of a sudden they're going, wait a minute, you know, uh, this is gone. Is my relationship with God also gone? So it allows them in a way to look in a mirror. And then... If they're, if they're evaluating themselves, like Stephen said, you know, a little bit of self-evaluation maybe, uh, when they uh, spend that time or when they think about that, then they can take this time and they can cultivate and they can come before the Lord if they need to, um, or they can allow their relationship that they have to get richer because they can actually yeah. spend a little bit more time with the Lord yeah. and, and say, wait a minute, I may be empty from Sundays, let's get filled up just me and you and then see where that goes with them because i think in this time um god's going to use it because he's always He's always doing something, no matter what the circumstances are, to build us up, to encourage us. And so, I believe that in this time, people are looking at themselves: oh, oh I'm lacking, or I just want to spend more time with him and get closer. That's and right. And so,
1: both those things can happen, and in in, in God will use them. Yeah, that's right. St- Stephen, talk, talk about this, and I know you've seen this before. You know, you get a you get a young married couple. They get married. They have kids three, four, five kids. Life takes over: soccer, baseball. You know, all the stuff that goes on. They kinda of lose lose each other in that during the season and, and they're not investing in their relationship. The kids move out and all of a sudden they have the empty nester syndrome and they have to rediscover who they are because they're sitting next to a person they don't know. And and, and what you find sometimes, and I know you've seen this, is, is people are trying to withdraw from an investment that they never made. They're trying to yeah. pull out dividends from something that they never <laughs> invested in. Talk about, how people make an investment in their relationship with God.
3: Yeah, well, I think naturally it's good to understand that none of us gravitate towards good things. Mm. Uh, We gravitate towards isolation. We gravitate towards self. We gravitate towards, you know, when, when I'm in a hurry and when I'm busy, the good things in my life are the things that suffer. My time in the word, uh, my, my time with my family, my time eating right and exercising, all of those things tend to suffer when you get into a rut. And so listen, I, I, I don't know about you, but I've, I've put on some quarantine pounds during this time <laughs> just because of mindless snacking and there's always food and things like that. And one of the reasons that's happened is because I've stopped weighing every day and I was wearing pajamas every day. And so when your normal clothes stop fitting you, it's time <laughs> to do something about that. And I, I say that to say, Steve, just to answer your questions, is that it, it to have our, our, our eyes on the thermostat relationally, spiritually, constantly looking at ways to improve that. And your illustration of trying to reap benefits and dividends from something that we're not investing in, it makes no sense. Banks don't work that way. The stock market doesn't work that way. And relationally and spiritually, we're going to get out of these relationships generally what we put in. And when we get into a rut, that's okay. We all do at times, but we have to acknowledge it and get out of that rut. And God is obviously the most incredible at helping us achieve that.
1: That's right. That's right. Hey, I want want to take a short break and then i want to come back and 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 i want to dive into this idea of how uh, how does a person who does have a relationship with the lord how do they cultivate it and protect it during a time when a major aspect of our christian faith is is kind of missing and that is what hebrews says that that as we see the day approaching that we should not stay away but come together more so to encourage one another and to love and good deeds right i mean that's our that's a, a fellowship of the brethren is a massive piece we're not called to live this life alone and and now that we've kinda just have this disconnect what does a person do uh, particularly to cultivate it not just in this time uh, but also in in just in general. How do I cultivate what I already have? Hey, you're listening to Shouts of Grace. We will be right back.
0: You're listening to Shouts of Grace with Pastor Steve, the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill, you can visit our website at rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's conversation.
1: I am on the line with a friend of mine, Pastor Stephen, from Oak Hill Baptist Church here in, or there in, I should say. We're here in Provo, Utah, there in Williamson, Georgia, and a good friend of mine in studio, uh, Pastor Joe Funicello, who is a, a part of Redemption Hill's um, uh, staff there. And, and we were just talking about this idea in with this whole COVID-19 separation from one another right before the break, Stephen. Um, you know, let's talk to the Christian. Let's talk to the person who's got a relationship with God how, how during a time like this and just basically in general, how would they how does a person let's start this let's start here How does a person cultivate a relationship with God? They've been saved. What would you say to a congregant? This is how you build and mature in your faith I, I
3: think it's always the, the right thing to do is to go back to Scripture Steve And when we look at Scripture, we understand that well, there, are, there are plagues and sicknesses and things like that but in in, in Acts chapter 2 the church was under unbelievable persecution. And I'm not not equating what we are going under to religious persecution. Uh, This is a a physical virus that's that's causing problems. But Acts 2, it says, when they're under persecution, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, the breaking of bread and prayers, and all came upon every soul. And so one of the ways that I think Christians, Christ followers, can can actually thrive in this time is that we continue to be dedicated to the teachings of God's Word. And so thanks to the modern technology, we're able to download sermons, we're able to Zoom, we're able to watch on YouTube or Facebook Live, whatever medium your church is using, to stay connected to the body at large. And while we're not actually breaking bread with each other, um, we we can stay connected to the apostles' teachings. And it says that the believers devoted themselves to prayer. Most most of us in most churches, we pray to get from one thing to the other, but to genuinely pray and seek the face of God and not just talk, but to hear him. And, you know, just on behalf of the needs of ourselves, our family and friends and the world as it relates to this, I, I think the world will see a difference in us when we're devoted to prayer.
1: Yeah, amen. You know, Joe, he, you know, Pastor Stephen brought up those those two things in Acts chapter two, or those four things in Acts chapter two, devoting themselves to the apostles' doctrine, to prayer, breaking of bread, and fellowship. You know, that's kind of a that's kind of a staple of the church. That that's that's our go to, right? And 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 every one of those have have an impact on us daily. Like when you talk about doctrine. One of the things we started at Redemption Hill is just this this online daily devotion thing, right? And 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 that's not just, I hope that's not just for the people. I hope that's for us. You know, that we, we should first be, be eating what we're trying to feed people. But but talk about um talk about this area of fellowship because I know that that matters and and, and then I want to circle back to it because you know I've seen a trend. I know Stephen, you've seen a trend over the years as well that people are tending to stay away from church a little more often right they, where it used to be a yeah, this isn't every right. sunday thing now we're you know hey we're gonna go a couple times a month maybe you know pick it up online and stuff like that and so there, there's a major importance of fellowship in 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 cultivating our faith and, and maybe you can talk about that in a second but joe how how important man i i don't know of anybody in my life that is more devoted to prayer than you and i really mean that you and your wife are mm. just like champions Talk about that. Why do you feel that is so important in the Christian faith? we we got listeners. We got you know we got a whole valley of seven hundred fifty thousand people in the U.N.A. Basin that are listening, and and everyone believes in prayer. But talk about why it's important.
2: Well, <clears throat> I think uh, prayer uh, is uh, our lifeline, and I think it's probably the most neglected thing. Um, it, t- it does take a little bit of faith. It takes uh, you know. Uh, it It's mentioned that it's a little bit of a labor. Uh, but, you know, when you've gone through difficult things in your life, you've seen difficult things, and then you've seen the Lord do things, you realize your lifeline. When everything else fails, you're going to hold on to God's Word, but you're going to be like David and pour your heart out, and you're going to come before your Father who loves you, and He's going to help you. And uh, I remember that, that song from a long time ago that... Uh, how much needless pain we bear when we don't take everything to the Lord in prayer or something mm-hmm. along those lines. Prayer is such uh, a lifeline. You know, if I, you know, um, my, my earthly father, when, when he was here, um, uh, you know, if I didn't spend time talking with him, that relationship, I might know all about him and the word because the word's alive or I might know about my earthly father and the things, you know, he said. But to spend heart-to-heart time, is mm. something that warms the heart and God wants to answer prayers. I yeah. just think we are neglected a lot of times in doing that. And one last thing is when, when I come in prayer, I remember, or I think back a lot of my prayers, I would come just in needs. And and as I've gotten older and grown, I, I, I think, and I have grandkids, I think, oh my goodness, he's so good. It, it, it's nice to stop and reflect on the things he's done and yeah. just who he is, yeah. and it does something in the heart of the believer. You see it in the Old Testament, and he would have remembrance things, and the people would forget, and there would be issues. There, There's just uh, something wonderful about time.
1: Yeah, yeah and, and I would add to that, too. It, it's praying... And, and it's believing what you pray for I think of Zechariah in Luke chapter one you know he's all he's ministering at the altar of incense which is indicative of the prayers of the saints right and, and and he's him and his wife Elizabeth are praying for a baby and lo and behold here comes a messenger of God hey guess what your your, your prayer's been answered you're gonna have a kid and his answer is well how do I know that? He, you know, it's yeah. like, well, well wait yeah. a minute, man, you've been praying for something that you don't, for how many that, you, years? that you don't believe, <laughs> yeah. like, like you're sure. ministering at the altar of incense, and you don't believe what you're praying for. And he said, so you're not going to be able to talk until the kid's born. And it's like, I think we need to be careful that, that we don't just kind of just go through the, 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 you know, the movements of prayer, but we actually believe. And I'm not, I'm not into faith the do- doctrine and being weird, but I'll tell you what, I am into praying in faith yeah. and, and believing yeah. that, that, that God will answer us. And so Stephen. Talk about this then, because this is a big one. People tend to stay at church. They tend to take a little time off of church and they don't go every week. And 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 so they're missing a huge part. Now, we can't do nothing about the lack of fellowship, you know, face to face right now. But people actually choose that. Some people choose that every week. Talk about the idea of doing it on your own, why it's dangerous, why it really can't be done, and what are the benefits to actually fellowshipping in a local church?
3: Yeah, well, when you look at the New Testament, the majority of those letters, they were written to churches. These were definable, discernible groups of people. When Peter preached the first sermon after Acts 2 and the Holy Spirit fell, uh, it says that 3,000 people were added to their number. Somebody was counting. And I don't know if they were Baptist, <laughs> Baptist, Methodist, Episcopalian, but somebody was counting. And so while churches looked different then, because they didn't have these gigantic buildings, and I'm pretty sure synagogues wasn't, weren't renting out spaces, <laughs> we understand that people were being cared for, loved, and, um, and, and, and tracked. And so... It's important, you know, you hear people say from time to time, like, uh, church to me is out on a boat fishing with my friends, or church to me is this. Well, the problem with that is God is the one who gets to define what the body of Christ looks like, and he did. Mm-hmm. And so the, it's this idea of that, that church is, is not just about um, the good times together, it's about the, the rough times together. And it's it's important to be a part of a body of Christ where you're gonna be known by the body of Christ, you're gonna be cared for, loved, that's right, you're gonna be challenged. All of these things are meant to shape us more and more. Plus, I think anybody that's not that is a Christian, that's not a part of a local body, you're robbing a body of Christ that's right. of the unique ways that you've been gifted, the ways that you've been shaped for service. Hmm. And so um, the biblical principle of, of belonging to the body of Christ, uh, whether it's filled with hypocrites or sinners or broken people, which it is because I'm one of them, um, it is still God's plan A to reach the world.
1: Amen. Amen. So so that's, that's talking about fellowship with each other. Uh, Pastor Stephen, in, in the last... Uh, two minutes that we have talk about fellowship with God the need for fellowship with God how does that start we have people listening that are religious they they go to church every Sunday they they've grown up in their particular religious conduct context um, and, and they have no fellowship with God personally knowing him talk about how a person has fellowship with God where that starts what has to happen
3: I think at first it comes to a place where you recognize your need for the Savior. You know, if you're alone on a deserted island and you look up at the sky, you understand that mankind didn't put those stars there. He didn't draw the galaxies. And yet we read in God's word that he set the boundaries of the ocean. Hmm. And so coming to a place where you surrender, you you say goodbye to your religious ways and that the... you your religious task that you try to perform to win the unmerited favor of God, which you can't do. Scripture tells us that by grace, you've been saved through faith, not of our works, so that none of us can brag about it. None of us say, well, I did this to for God to forgive us. We are okay. saved through the blood of Jesus Christ. And so as a young Christian, I came to my youth pastor and said, how can I spend time with God? And he said, when you sit down and read God's word, it's the only book that you will ever read and know that the author is always in the room with you. Wow. He said, if you want to hear God speak, read God's word out loud because they are literally, Timothy tells us, it is the the breathed out, errorless yeah word of God. And so it's time reading his word, his love letter to his people. Once we have surrendered and asked Christ to save us, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what my church practices or what your church or religion practices. If it's not in God's word, right. it is man made. That's right. It comes back to God's word being the North star for everything in our life, both now and for eternity.
1: Amen. 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 Hey, we are, (laughs) we're out of time for this episode of Shouts of Grace. Listen, if you are listening and you know of God, but you don't know God, you are passionate about the Christ you don't know, man, we want to invite you to bow your heart and knee before Jesus Christ, ask him to forgive you of your sins, ask him to cleanse you, and you will have fellowship with God. Um, Man, we hope you join us next time. You've been listening to Shouts of Grace. God bless you.
0: Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you have been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.